Hey guys, it's Pastors Aaron and Terry Bagwell, and we wanted to say thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend to keep others around you encouraged throughout the week. We hope you have a blessed day and enjoy the podcast. God bless you. Well, I am excited about this, uh, this topic that we're talking about today. Um, because I love praise. I love being able to open up my mouth and just give praise to the Lord for his goodness, because I don't know about you, but I don't want to ever take for granted a single day that the Lord blesses me with breath in my body, time with my family, relationships that he's given me, and one more day here on this earth to be able to tell about the goodness of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, as I... uh, shared during the end of worship, um, praise is simply a sound. And uh, I pulled out the definition, but I said in the uh, original Greek, it means to sing, to tell of, to give, or to confess. So when we actually open up our mouth and we sing or we tell people of the goodness of the Lord or we Uh, confess of his goodness or the things that he's done in our life, there is praise through that. Amen? Amen. And as I was studying, um, I've I've got three points for you today, but before we get to them, um, I just... Sometimes I think we we rush through, not necessarily us. I think if you've been here any amount of time, you know that we take our time in worship. We take our time for the Holy Spirit to move. And if he's moving in a way that we, we don't want to interrupt, then we let him do what he came here to do. Amen. So uh, praise is extremely powerful. And when we can lay aside our own agendas and when we can um, you know, not have it be some emotional response, because praise is not emotional, Emotions are from our flesh. Praise is very spiritual. And so when we can lay aside our emotions and whatever we may be going through, now there may be tears in praise. There may be crying out in praise. There may be yelling in praise, which all create maybe feelings of emotion, but the emotion in us is really of the flesh. So I was in a service uh, several years ago, and um, our whole family was there, and it was Aaron and me, and then our three children. And I was, it was during the praise and worship worship portion, and I don't, I wasn't judging the worship, but I will say I was discerning something in the spirit that I felt like the Lord was showing me, and the worship leader was getting very emotional up there, and it was like they were trying to stir a level of emotion in the people, and all of a sudden, as clear as clear could be, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, this is fake, and literally without even thinking, I just sat down, and like Aaron's standing there, and he like looks down at me like, you you okay? Like, and my kids, you know, they didn't know. They were younger at the time. They were just standing there. And, um, but he looks at me. He's like, are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. 
but I was struggling in my spirit because there was something unsettling to me. And then when the Lord spoke that to me, that's exactly what I was sensing in my spirit. This was not a true like act of worship. It was an emotional response trying to get people to stir up the emotion within themselves. And, and I wasn't going to partake in that. So I just sat down. And I, I, I'm not one to, I'm not judging the worship team or the worship, you know, the, the worship leader. But I also wasn't going to just go against my better judgment in the spirit and say, okay, yeah, sure, I'll get in because nothing changes in emotion. It only stirs up other things, right? There's no, chains aren't being broken through our emotion. Chains aren't, or yokes aren't being destroyed through our emotion. Life isn't being changed through our emotion. It only comes through the spirit moving in and through us that things are broken off in the name of Jesus. Amen? So we have to be careful in who we're following, who we're listening to, who we're allowing into our spirits. Because the bottom line is there's a price to be paid for breakthrough, which comes from the earnest seeking after the Lord. And I could sense in the spirit that that person really hadn't gone there in the spirit before they came up to lead worship. And that was the ultimate example that I was trying to get across here. But in Acts 16.25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a was such... There was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. That happened through praise. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were opening up their mouth. They were creating a sound. They were confessing and professing to the Lord, and the Lord met them with a sign and a miracle and the prison doors flew open and the chains came loose. So what is praise? Number one, praise produces strength. In Psalm, you know, as Bud was talking about how Old Testament and New Testament are linked together. And by the way, I'm an, I'm an OT girl too. So I like Old Testament. Um, although, you know, he was like all nice and he's like you know, we're looking at the positive side. I'm like, I like the bad side because I'm like, I can't go there. I don't ever want, I know we are saved by grace and we have Jesus in that covenant, but hey, the Lord can do anything. So I have a very reverent fear of the Lord and I'm not going to be doing any of that monkey business and I'm going to do my best to stay on the straight and narrow for Jesus. Amen. But we're going to link to uh, Old Testament, New Testament here with this. Psalms 8 Verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Out of the mouths of babes, nursing infants, strength is ordained. That's powerful. Something that we might just read over, but it, there's so much power in that statement because babies and infants can't speak, you guys. They, they can't talk, but yet strength is ordained out of their mouths. Matthew 21, 14 through 16 says, Then the blind and the lame came to see him in the temple, and he healed them. 
But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. Jesus interpreted ordained strength as perfected praise. So out of the mouths of babes is perfected praise. Amen. So to Jesus, praise equals strength in the spirit realms. Praise brings strength to every one of your situations. So even when you're not feeling it, even when your emotion is not feeling it, open up your mouth and offer some praise up to the Lord because he will intervene in the middle of your situation. Doesn't matter if it's a spiritual need. Doesn't matter if it's a mental need or an emotional or a physical. Praise equals strength. Point two, praise halts Satan. Amen. How many of you would love, as you're going through maybe the greatest trial of your life, you're going through a tough situation, you're going through something that is causing some endurance and some, you're, you're just, okay, God, I'm chugging forward, I'm doing the best I can. How many of you would love to just have Satan stop in his tracks? Did you know it's possible? By praise. Praise ushers in the presence of God. James 4, 8 says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Sometimes it's as simple as that. But we let our intellect and our brains do the working when we really need to let the spirit do the working. And all we have to do is draw near to him. Now, does that mean we draw near to him and, God, I said a prayer to you. I praised you. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. How do you know? We don't come up with the solutions. He comes up with the solutions. And we're obedient. Amen? But I can guarantee you one thing. If God draws near to you, there will be an, a level that the enemy flees. Because he wants to be nowhere near the power of God. Amen? He knows the infinite power of God. He knows his sovereignty. So wherever there's fear... Draw near to him. Wherever there's stress and pressure, draw near to him. Wherever there's sickness or strife or trouble or shame or guilt or whatever it may be, we could have a thousand different things that we worry and we bring on ourselves and allow to rest on ourselves. Just draw near to him and give him some praise. Let me ask you this. How can we hear the voice of God if we are constantly allowing the enemy to take up space in our minds? There comes a point. Like I, many, many years ago, uh, 2017, I dealt with a lot of like uh, GI health issues. And um, I went to like six different doctors. None of them could tell me. Like They all just gave me a different drug. And they all gave me some kind of 
side effect then, and then I'd stop taking it, and then the doctor would be like, well, if you're not going to take what I prescribe, then I can't treat you. I'm like, great, don't treat me. I don't want that. You're not listening to me, <laughs> right? You need somebody to listen. So none of them could figure it out. So I got to a point where I was like giving up, not on life, but on help, seeking help. I was like, I'm not going to another doctor. I'm done. They've ran every test. They've, I mean, literally every, every scan, every scope, every everything. They're like, everything's fine. You're fine. I'm like, I can't eat. What do you mean I'm fine? I've been drinking bone broth for two months. I'm like, this is not healthy. And there came a point where I was just like, whatever. And I allowed my situation mentally to take hold on me and say, every time, you know, mealtime came up, it was like, whatever. I, I don't care. I can't eat anything anyway. So whatever. Like, I just was very down. And Aaron had to be who he is in my life, my helpmeet, and he had to rise up, and he did, and he spoke life over me. He would tell me, you are more than a conqueror. The Lord is working a situation out in you, and he is going to have the victory in the end. We just got to keep being faithful to him. We got to keep hanging on. We got to keep praising him because he will do what he's going to do. And probably not 30 days later, I had a friend... Um, at the kids' school, and she was like, hey, um, I heard about this doctor, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done talking about doctors. Don't bring anybody else to me. She's like, but he's a little different. Like, she's like, I haven't seen him, but my friend who was dealing with XYZ uh, went and saw him, and he's really been able to help her, but it's uh, all natural, naturopathic type doctor, and um, she's like, so the whole time she was talking about him, I just kept thinking, Terry needs to, like, check it out. So I was just like, okay, fine. Like, I'll deal with it after the holidays. Like, I'll, you know. So January comes around, and I'm, like, one night, I don't know, doing something. And I looked up. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. So I Googled him and looked him up and started watching his videos and looking at his website and all this stuff. And so I was like, I'll make an appointment. Sure, why not? Anything natural, I'll give a try, right? Well, I mean, not anything, but let's <laughs> write that. Can you cut that out of the video, Timothy? Um, so anyway, it seemed fine, right? So I get an appointment and I go see him and um, it's a consultation, right? So he's asking me 50 different questions, like Things like, did you take a lot of antibiotics as a kid? Did you drink a lot of milk? Did you do this? Did you do that? Did you blah, 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 blah. Like, so many things. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And finally, he ends these questions, and I go, are you prophetic? Like, I don't even know if this guy's a Christian. I don't know anything. And he's like, he starts laughing. He's like, no, but you're a textbook case for me, so you'll be really easy to fix. And I was like, we'll see about that nobody's been able to fix me yet. So we'll see. And I kid you not, he put me on four different um, supplements, things like potassium, vitamin D, calcium, and hydrochloric acid. And um, within four days, I felt like a completely new person. And, but it wouldn't really, I believe, have been possible 
if my husband hadn't been the one to speak life over me in those one moments because I was, I mean, I was given up on every doctor. I mean, I still give up on doctors. I'm sorry if you're a doctor, but I just, I don't know. I haven't had great luck with Western medicine. Okay, I'll just say that. So, um, but I have, even through the years, we, you know, we lived in Arizona for several years, I still would fly back to see that doctor, um, and I still see him to this day. And um, he has helped our family in so many things, um, just even little things that, like, pop up along the way. Um, but I say all of that to say, I let so much of the enemy take up so much space in my mind for so long over that issue. I mean, it was, it was literally a whole year of time. It was from January that it started until the next January when I went and saw him that I feel like in the spirit I lost so much because there was this war going on within me, and I was like, hindsight, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, we can always look back and say, eh, I should have done that. Didn't do it. Um, but there's always a war going on for our praise. Can I say that again? There is always a war going on for your praise. So I couldn't, in my own self, I couldn't open up my mouth and give God praise because I felt like in that moment I didn't have anything to praise him for. Even though I had a wonderful husband and amazing children and a wonderful life, in that moment it was all I could see. I couldn't see beyond my circumstance. And so I don't know what you're going through today, but if you're in the middle of a circumstance or you're in the middle of a trial or troubling situations, just open up your mouth. Allow me to prophesy to you and to confess to you that all you have to do is open up your mouth and he will meet you where you're at. Amen? We have to understand that uh, praise produces strength. Praise equals strength. In God's kingdom. So as I mentioned before, praise is not an emotional response. We are not praising out of emotion. We're not praising out of our flesh. Because there's some days, let me tell you, I don't feel like praising, right? Stress of life, things, busyness. It's like, may be the furthest thing from me in the moment. But there's a teaching that I love that, oh my goodness, it's so powerful. It's, it's not mine. I don't know who came up with it. But um, I'm going to share it with you, so I can't give total credit, but I am telling you I didn't come up with it. But it is a beautiful example of the power of the sound that comes from us. See, there was a moment when Moses asked God his name. And God was so gracious that he answered him, and he gave him the name Yahweh. But in the Greek... It was originally recorded Y-H-W-H, okay? So just four letters. Because in the Arabic and then the Greek, uh, in the Hebrew languages, uh, there were no vowels. Vowels were left out. And so it wasn't until later in history that vowels were added into script. But listen to this. This is crazy. Scholars and rabbis have noted that the letters W-H-W-H Y-H-W-H, represent breathing sounds or aspirated consonants. 
So when produced without intervening vowels, it actually sounds like breathing. YH for inhale and WH for exhale. So if you take a deep breath, we're gonna do it together, and you breathe in, listen for the sounds, the consonant sounds of YH on the inhale, Can you hear it for yourself? So a baby's first cry speaks the name of God. And deep sighs call on his name. When you don't have anything else in you and all you can do is just... <sighs> it's calling on the name of the Lord. Unaware that somebody's last breath on earth, maybe they don't have the strength in their self to call on the name of God, but their last breath that comes out of their lungs cries deep to the name of God. Amen? It is acknowledging God. So when you can't muster up any more strength in your situation and your cry is calling out his name, whether you know it or not, there is power in that. Hallelujah. Psalms 150 verse 6 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The Lord designed us from our first breath to our last to praise him. Isn't that amazing? He has designed us from the very first breath here on earth to acknowledge who he is. But it's all the stuff that happens in between where we have the free will to say, God, I choose to follow you. So what do you choose today? Do we choose to follow him or do we choose to reject his teachings? It's a very simple black and white situation that we have here. But I love, because when I look at this scripture, I look at not only as a command from the Lord, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That is a command. But I also look at it as a declaration. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. There will be a day when everything that has breath will praise the Lord. They will have the option to praise the Lord, I should say. And whether they choose it or not, that will determine their choice of eternity. So you have the power through the Holy Spirit and through your praise to push back the enemy, to put a halt to Satan, even through your mere breathing, in every breath, praise him. Amen. And point number three, I'm going to take a drink here because I kind of screamed my voice out before I even got up here. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, third point, praise activates deliverance. Second Chronicles 20, we are not going to read the whole chapter. I'm just letting you know because it's like two columns in my Bible and we'd be here a long time. But I will say it's so good you need to read it on your own. I'm just going to highlight a few scriptures in it. Um, but Chron Second Chronicles chapter 20, I'm going to give you the Cliff Note version. You guys are lucky. Did anybody ever use Cliff Notes? I didn't. I was a model student, but no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't read the book. Uh, can we go to, it was usually the library back then. Can we go to the library? I need to get a book. My mom's like, oh, what book? I'm like, oh, I just have a report or something I need to start researching. Yeah, it's like 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. I need, I need the cliff notes. I need the quickest little synopsis of this book. Because we didn't have, like, full Internet access like that back then. I couldn't just Google it. 
I don't even, I didn't even know what Google was at that point in my life. But um, so Cliff Notes, I'm giving you the Cliff Note version today. And for all you teenagers out there, they all just have access to anything. They can just, they can just tell them to write them a report. Um, just freaky and scary. Um, but Cliff Note version. Okay. Um, this, I believe, could be one of the most powerful depictions and references to praise in the Bible. Um, as I was reading it, I was just like, okay, like, this is amazing. Um, but this is going into um, Judah, like I had talked about during uh, the end of worship. Um, but several times, um, or several armies, I should say, had joined forces to come against Judah. And this is kind of what's happening here in this portion of scripture. Um, and King Jehoshaphat used a super, super complex strategy to his battle. You want to hear it? Yeah. He used praise. Right? Some army generals, some kings, you know, they got pages of direction that they're going to give to their armies. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. King Jehoshaphat was trusting in the Lord, and he used praise. And they praised God, and God fought for them. So in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 1 through 3, it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Now that's like three groups right there. Then it says, Then some... Some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they in Hazazon, Tamar, which is in En Gedi, I don't know these words. And Jehoshaphat feared, okay, wait, wait we're going to stop right there. So he's already got three armies against him, at least, because it says, um, and others, right? It did say, and others in Verse 1. So there's at least three different armies coming against him. There's a great multitude across the sea coming from Syria that they're coming. They're on their way. Who knows how many that is. And here's what he does. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Fear came on him, the evil, foul spirit of fear, because fear is not of God, amen? It comes straight from the pit of hell. We do not have to live with fear in our lives. Can I just, I'm going to stop there. Can I ask, how many, like, I know for a long time, I, um, I feared, like, health with my children, so it was like, I could believe for healings in other people and services. I had seen miracles happen. I watched people get up off stretchers. I watched, you know, I've, I've seen cancer healed in people. I've seen all kinds of miracles of God. But when my kids were little and they would get sick, it was like, oh my gosh, uh, the world's going to end. And we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to do that. Blah, 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 blah. They're going to do this. I'm going to have to take them here. I'm going to have to do that. And like, I'd go to level 10 before like, the thermometer even came out of their ear, right? Like, and that's like a beep. Like, I was already gone. There was no getting me back. But how many of you guys allow fear, and you don't have to raise your hands, to 
come over you in certain ways. Maybe it's what tomorrow will bring. Or maybe it's what people think about you. Maybe you, maybe you really care what people think about you. I mean, that's, that's a real fear that can paralyze people at times to the point where they won't even leave their homes. Um, maybe you fear where provision will come from. Or maybe you yourself fear for your health. Uh, I know, those are very real things. We all have a million different reasons that we could fear every single day if we allow ourselves to because we live in a fallen world. But verse 3 is so awesome. Jehoshaphat feared. That shows he was natural. He was, he was human like you and I. He feared at the, the hearing of all of these people coming towards him and coming to attack his people. But the first thing he did was he set himself to seek the Lord. So how I envision that, I'm not saying this is biblical, but how I envision that is he probably removed himself from everybody. And he said, I just need a moment with God. I need a moment. He set himself to seek the Lord. And the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. And the second thing that he did was he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Fasting is powerful. But as they praised and as, they procl- as he proclaimed the fast over all of Judah, there was, this is the cliff notes part, there was some confusion in the enemy's camp. There was some confusion happening. And they ended up turning on each other and ended up fighting against themselves. So their praise made a way for the enemy to be confused. Their praise, their praise through their fasting, through their moments of seeking God, allowed the enemy to get all in a jumbled mess over here, and they fought and killed themselves, y'all. They didn't even have, King Jehoshaphat, they didn't even have to fight. So if he could do it for them, he can do it in your situation too. Whatever enemy you're facing, he can intervene and he can come on your behalf to get your enemies all mixed up and all jumbled up and fight themselves. And you're just over here praising the Lord. Amen. You just get to lift your hands up to God and you get to just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for having victory in my situation. Thank you for meeting me exactly where I needed you to meet me. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your victory. Thank you for all the blessing that you have rained upon me and my house. In Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. I don't remember choosing that many scriptures, but maybe I did. 14 through 21. All right, here we go. And then they came to the multitude. Now, we're we're New Testament now, okay? Then they came to the multitude, and a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to him, Because of your unbelief, 
For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Jehoshaphat declared a fast in all of Judah. And then in the New Testament, Jesus taught that some demons can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Sometimes prayer and praise is not enough. Sometimes it takes for a demon to flee the fasting portion that the Lord has called us to. So for some, it takes a building of faith. He told the disciples, you, you didn't have enough faith there. It takes a perseverance in spirit. It takes an outcry of praise. So if you're not seeing the results in an area that you're believing for, don't lose hope. Keep pressing on towards the things of God. Keep praising. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep consecrating yourself to him. And he will manifest himself to you. There is such a power when we can just step aside of our own self and say, God, I surrender to you. My will is not your will, but I want to be in your will. So I throw my hands up. Now, I'm sure there was probably some of that in King Jehoshaphat's story. I'm sure there was some natural surrendering at some point. But all we have to do in the spirit is throw our hands up and say, God, I surrender to your will. I surrender to all that you want. And just think back to my story of the time that I was in that worship service. It, it doesn't have to be a loud, stirred up, emotional, crazy, everything's going haywire in here moment. It can be done in a still, small voice. It can be done in just a breath, in and out. All it is is opening up and making a sound unto heaven. Well, I want to pray today as we close out. So if we could just stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Father, we just come before you. Lord, as we have had a few moments just to be together today, Lord, and to have a few moments to praise your name and praise who you are in our lives. And Lord, we learn the power of praise. Lord, we learn that praise equals strength. So when we open up our mouths and we just confess who you are, even if it's through just an inhale and an exhale of the, of the consonant sounds of Yahweh. We know that you're building strength not only within us, but you're building endurance within us. You're building uh, character within us and perseverance within us. And we know that strength comes from those things, Father. Lord, we, we're grateful that as we praise and we have the ability to praise, Lord, that you put a halt to Satan, that you stop him in his tracks. And so, Father, we pray right now for an infill 
of your praise, for a, just an, uh, an overflowing of your praise within our spirits. That as we open up our mouths that, and as we worship at times or as we're crying out at times or as we're down on bended knee and we say, Father, just have your way. Lord, we thank you that you are hearing our cries first and foremost, but that you're meeting us right where we're at. And Lord, we thank you that praise activates deliverance that we don't have to carry the weight of this world. We don't have to carry the things that may come onto us, that we have power and authority through you, that all we have to do is lift up a mighty cry of praise to you. And Lord, yokes can be destroyed in your name. And we are grateful for that today. So we come to you with humble hearts, Father, and we, we lay our situations at your feet. Whatever we came in here carrying today, we say, Lord, it's better in your hands than it is in my own. And for those that need a little bit more, if it's one of those spirits that Jesus was talking about where he said, though that kind doesn't come out but by prayer and fasting. Lord, we pray that you put a hunger within our spirit for fasting. Lord, that you would take away the natural hunger if we're fasting food, but maybe we're fasting something else in our family. Maybe we're fasting uh, talking negatively. Maybe we're fasting uh, saying bad words. Maybe we're fasting uh, things that we watch. Maybe we're not watching TV. Maybe we're just spending extra time in your word to see what you have for us through your holy Bible. The Lord will speak to you with whatever he wants you to lay on his altar. But I challenge you today in the spirit to seek him first and he will add all other things unto you. But Lord, we pray right now just over every family that's in here, every family that's represented through this church. And I pray a special blessing upon them as they reach out in praise to you as they open up their mouths and they just say, Father, have your way in my life. Have your way in my situation. And we cast out spirits of, of complacency because there's no room in the next day for complacency in the church. There is no room for passivity. There should never just be a pacifying in the spirit. There should always be a hungering and a thirsting for more. And the Lord will always meet you there with a pouring out to fill you back up to overflow whenever you feel dry. So, Lord, we pray for a holy revival to hit this land. We thank you for the access that we have to you through the Holy Spirit. And we pray for a praise that shakes this earth. We pray for a release of faith in the spirit realm as praise rises up towards heaven. And Lord, we just say, have your way in all things that you want to do, Father. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we honor you in Jesus' mighty name. And I wish you would give the Lord a mighty praise this morning. Hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah well thank you so much for being here this morning i pray that the lord blessed you that the lord gave you some guidance in this in the area of praise and that you will take this and that you will run with it because when we are faith 
filled praisers. There is no way that the enemy can stay close. Amen. So I pray that you go out into your workplace, you go into your schools, teenagers this week, and you just let the praises of the Lord flow from your lips. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Love you all, and we will see you next Sunday. God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for watching today, and I pray the message was a blessing to your life. If you want to stay up to date with all things Expect Hope, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on social media. You know, we can't do what we do without you. And if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry, please go to expecthopechurch.com. You know, it's impossible to meet all the needs without so many faithful supporters just like you. Thank you for your consideration. And if you're ever in the Denver area, we invite you to come join us for a service on Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow to stay up to date in everything we're doing at Expect Hope. We hope this podcast encouraged you and that it will help you through any trials you may be going through. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed rest of your week.